0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the L&D Lounge. Today, you are going to be in for a treat. I am sitting down with the owner of Learning Rebels, Shannon Tipton. Shannon is not just an owner of Learning Rebels, but she's somebody I consider um, a professional friend and just a beautiful human. She's taught me a lot over the last year, especially as I worked with her um, as a learning leader when I was in a nonprofit or- organization to move from traditional learning we were doing a lot of in-person learning at the time covid hit and i quickly had to pivot and shannon was one of the first people that i worked with to really figure out um, next steps and how to move forward so a lot of times if you're a learning leader um, or even a learning consultant um, it's easy to get isolated because you may not be as connected um, if you're a learning team of one to other learning professionals on a day to day so i always find that it's good to just ping pong back and forth talk shop with somebody else even if you think you are amazing right like y'all i have a graduate degree in learning but shoot that that doesn't mean anything just you know it, it, you always have room to grow and there are so many professionals out there who have 30 40 years of experience goodness knows and you can always learn something new and so with that I bring you Shannon Tipton, who is specializing in, or she specializes in, micro learning. Uh, she also has a specialty in just overall non-traditional training, and she's going to be delivering a session all about non-traditional training for learning reinforcement at this upcoming ATD conference. So. Just disclaiming this episode, I'm rushing to get it out there so that all of you guys who are in transit now to the conference can be sure to get that sneak peek so you sign up for her session. This year, you do have to register in advance for the sessions that you want to attend. And for those folk who maybe like me can't go this year for whatever reason due to COVID, maybe you have some situation where you can't travel. Hey, it's going to happen perhaps maybe next year. I keep telling myself that I have asthma and um, it's just been a really rough year. So I want to encourage y'all, stay encouraged, be inspired. If you can't make it to the conference this year, tune in. And again, she's going to be dropping just some amazing gems. So do take notes if you can, if you're mobile and you're moving about, then just, you know, I would encourage you to check out those show notes to learn more about Shannon Tipton and Learning Rebels. Enjoy the episode. Shannon, welcome to the l Lounge like always, it's a joy to be able to talk to you. You're one of my favorite people to talk to. I always feel like whenever I talk to you, I'm more inspired to de- think differently about learning and development and training. Oh,
1: How's it you. going? So sweet. Oh, it's going really well. Just keeping busy. You know, it's summertime getting out there and enjoying some sunshine, you know, in the Chicagoland area. You only have so much of that. So you have to take advantage of it.
0: (laughs) I have God kids in Chicago. So I totally understand you got to come at the right time of year. Otherwise, you'll see a lot of rain and gray clouds
1: (laughs) (laughs) or snow. (laughs) That
0: too. And that's really um, something I don't want to see these days. Um, Well, so you're getting ready for ATD Ice. I'm super jealous. The last ATD ICE that I attended was was actually in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. And was, that was, must have been a few years ago now that it was in yeah. D.C. I want to say three. Three years. So before the pandemic, that was the last time that my job would sponsor me to travel um, when I was working in corporate America. Um, so I'm excited to talk with you about all things microlearning and this really fun title that you have for your conference session, Drips, Bots, Blogs. That's pretty cool. Tell me about that. Like, how in the world did you come up with a title like that?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I think if I go back to where I was creating the title, uh, I was just thinking to myself, what is so scary sometimes? Why are people scared about this? And then that kind of led from one thought to another thought. And it was like, It's kind of like uh, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So drips, bots, and blogs. Oh, my. (laughs) So so that's kind of was the foundation, if you will, of of the session title anyway. So a little bit of fun. And it's all about, you know, non-traditional methods for learning reinforcement is essentially what we're going to be talking about. Okay.
0: Well, hey, that's amazing. I'm sure, I hope people are looking to move into the future or the future is actually now. We keep saying the future of this, We're we're here. We are here. So we're doing a lot around, you know, just trying to make sure we meet people always at the point of need. And the point of need, just to clarify, right, is not modules as much, right? Big, chunky you know, modules, no. with all of this content that the folk world does not
1: with. need any more of that. The, you know the world does not need that. When, <laughs> you know, it's, and, uh, and I always get a little bit of a challenge with this. So I will preface it by saying there is a time and a place. You know, for your courses, programs, modules, you know, either it's compliance or leadership development or what have you. So there is a time and a place Mm -hmm. where you can have longer, bigger macro training. But for the most part, people, they just do not need all the extra disruption in their lives that some training programs can create, you know. And the way that I think about this sometimes is that right now, especially at this time and place in history, everything is hard. You know, work is hard, life is hard, trying to get out and do anything socially is hard, right? So the last thing that people need is for their professional growth and development to be hard. You know, so how can we make things as frictionless as possible? And that's, that's, where, I, that's where my point of view is right now.
0: Got it. And I, I feel like that's where we need to all end up. Um, as designers, developers, there's nothing more frustrating than creating uh, a 12 module, I don't know, e-learning course that I know my learner is gonna be like, you know, my, I have a husband and I won't say what sector he's in or what job he has, but I saw him one time and he was just clicking the mouse. He just couldn't wait till the voiceover person stopped. <laughs> And he just, I just looked at him and I said, you know, I'm in training, right? So I'm not going to ask you who designed your training. I'm pretty sure it was like security awareness or compliance. So it checks off that box you just mentioned, but I just felt like, oh, he, this, this guy just couldn't wait till this hour was over because the voiceover was so timed perfectly that you couldn't press that next button until they stopped talking. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Because they lost the navigation you know, come on, can we, can we stop doing that? Right. Locking the navigation, you know, the click next button is the only sort of activity or brain thought that goes into it. I was talking with, um, a person who's in sales recently and he spilled his secret and he was like, well, you know, with a lot of the compliance training that I have to have, I pay my son to take it for me. (gasps) Really? (laughs) yeah yeah oh boy right and so now that's what that's what we're faced with Mm. as l and d people right and so and this is why we we automatically go to well we must stop that we must proctor you know these these courses or we must um do something that the screen goes on so we're tracking their movements and blah 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 but nobody's thinking about why is it are why is it that they are doing that to start with? Mm. Right. We're not going back to the beginning and going, why is it that people are paying their children to take your compliance courses? Is it because they're, you know, death on a stick? Yeah. You know, so that's kind of the frustrating part is that when you think about some of these e-learning modules, and, and now I'm on a soapbox when it comes to compliance training specifically is that there are a lot of rules and regulations that go into compliance training, hence that's why it's compliance training, right? You know, and no one goes back and checks what the actual regulation is. So a lot of times I'll get people who say, well, the regulation says we have to dot, dot, dot. Really, when was the last time you read it? Mm. Did you read it back in 1985 when it said that you had to do it this way? Or have you read it recently? And to that point, I will guarantee you that there is no bullet point in the regulation that says we must make this as boring as possible. Right. 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 You know, so, and so when you go back to thinking about how can we be less frustrating, how can we be less disruptive, it's really thinking about how can we help people get the knowledge that they need in order to do their jobs in a more effective way.
0: Yes. Yes, they should not be cringing in their seats and getting their child to do these things, right? Right. This is really fascinating because I really think we all have to shift. It requires a shift in the mindset. And then another thing that you and I have talked a lot about is getting buy-in from senior leadership, which I'm going to admit, it's not easy, right? We're learning people. We need to like change how we speak. Yep. You know, taking some of that vernacular out there and the way we speak to each other is not the way we speak to senior leaders or C-suite executives. So maybe that's a part of it too, is like some people, when they feel a little bit of pushback, I won't even raise my hand because I've been trying sometimes, but you know, sometimes when you feel a little bit of pushback, you're like, ah, you get a little tired and you're like, so I do have friends who've told me, you know, I've tried to do this fun thing. I've tried to do this email campaign or Text messaging, BR, all this fun stuff. You know, you could just say all the bells and whistles. And then I got pushback. And then mm-hmm. people stop, right? So that's a little bit of a thread in all this, too, is that you want to do these fun drip spots blogs, but
1: what do you say to the naysayers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. And that is the reality. And I, I realized that reality. I used to work in that world for a long time. Uh, Here's the thing, a lot of times, we really don't build a business case behind it. Mm. We say, this is going to be fun, and we know that in our hearts, in our heart of hearts, that it's going to be beneficial to the end user, whomever that end user may be, and we know this. Now, the business then says, well, oh oh my gosh, what is this all about? Just give me some little training course, and and we'll be done, right? Now, at this point, we we make a choice. Either we're going to be defensive or we're going to be offensive. Which direction are you going to go in? So now if you're going to be offensive, that means that you're going to talk to the business about the business and you're going to say, well, according to what I've learned is that if our team members keep doing X, Y, Z, the odds of a recall are going to increase. Now. Is that what we're willing to bet on? Are you willing to bet on losing that money? Are you willing to bet on a lawsuit? Are you willing to bet on, you know, uh, employees doing the wrong things? No? Okay, well now let me show you how this uh, technique is going to help us to improve the odds of those things not happening, Mm. right? And then that's where you start talking business to people. And I'll tell you, there isn't a business leader around that's going to say, oh, no, I don't want to make more money or, oh, no, I I don't want to avoid a lawsuit. No, you know, they they aren't going to say that. But a lot of times we get on the defensive and then we start saying, well, um, learning science tells us and they don't frankly don't care about learning science Mm. and really, nor should they. That's not their job to care about. That's our job to care about it. But our job is to be able to communicate effectively with business and with business partners. So how are we doing that? So there's the path that you can choose to take. Now, if you presented your business case in business language to your stakeholders and they're still not buying in, then you have to go back and think about, again, the why. What's the fear? What's the fear? And you've got to get down to the root cause of whatever that fear is or whatever that negative mindset is, and then address that. It's funny because
0: in another episode, I was talking with Dr. Britt Andrietta, and we were talking about change. Mm -hmm. And when you are saying this, I'm thinking about that episode and how people can fear change. Like literally, you know, they know they need to change. They know they need to do things differently. And so for learning and development professionals or directors, when you prevent that, uh, present that learning strategy, you really need to think thoughtfully about the business case. And I think sometimes I'm going to raise my hand first. I like to, I love the learning in the brain, right? <laughs> that neuroscience. So Don't I want to go there all night business. down this little rabbit hole that I'm on by myself. So I am learning, and I think that it's big for us. We have to learn to really navigate that better. We have to figure out how to really communicate better to those who are in that senior leadership position. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is that is really impactful. That's really powerful. I want to shift to the, the what. I want to get into that nitty gritty, these drip spots and blogs that you're going to talk about in this session. Again, wish I could be there at ATV ICE, but let's just give them a little teaser what is this session really about? And what's the date? Let's, let's mark down the date. It's gonna be the week of August 30th. I'm looking at the calendar. The week of August 30th is
1: ATD ICE. So people can come and check out this session and learn more. Right? So if you're going, it's in Salt Lake City this year. And um, from 1030 to 930 AM on Sunday the 29th. And again, it's a repeat session, yay. It's a repeat session, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday, the 31st. So you can go ahead and check it out. And ATD is actually recommending that you reserve your seat ahead of time because they are doing social distancing in the room. So the chairs will be like five to six feet apart from each other. So space will be really limited. In the past, they would let you kind of they would sort of slide and let people kind of, you know, back up against the wall and sit on the floor and things like that. They're not going to let you do that this year. So um, be prepared. Um, now, the, uh, the session is going to be fun, because I, I really do want to talk about how we can reinforce learning. We really do, uh, we really do a bad job of this as an industry. Mm. You know, we, we put on our courses, or our e-learning modules, or even our drip campaigns, and we don't follow those up very well, you know, and one of the things that we know is that learning fails in general because of a lack of learning reinforcement and a lack of feedback loop. You know, when you're missing those two things, the learning connections are going to not be there. So now how can we strengthen that? Well, what I'm suggesting is through DRIPS. So learning reinforcement through DRIPS and that can be through text messaging, SMS Texas, is the simplest way, is to be able to send them a text message saying, hey, remember this lesson, watch this video or ask a little pop quiz and you can do that on people's phones or alternatively through email. So Drip lesson one, you know, so you can plan the great thing here is that you can plan these things in advance, right? So I can plan these email campaigns in advance that reinforce the learning that your organization said, well, we wanted this week-long leadership development program. Okay, well, now how are we going to reinforce that afterwards? So you can send those email messages once a week or twice a week to bring home some of the key learning messages and outcomes that you had planned against, right? And you can do that for a month or two months or six months down the road, you know, just to continue nudge, 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 poke, poke, poke. Because we all know that if you can take information that's been stored in your long-term memory and you bring it forward, play with it for a little while, and then put it back, each time you make that movement from taking information from the back and moving it to the front, Mm. playing with it, makes those connections stronger and stronger. And that's really what we want to do. And so text messaging. Uh, drip feed campaigns through emails, even what I would say a blog, and I, I put the air quotes up, right, blog, because we write it like it's a blog but mm. people don't necessarily see it that way and that's okay so you're writing your lesson reinforcement and the great thing about writing it in a blog page is that you automatically have the room for comments right so people can comment they mm. can add attachments they can add images whatever it is and then you could just keep that process going as well so it's a series of nudges however you want to send out those nudges you're telling a story after the class so let's Let's bring the characters alive. Let's keep them alive and have them moving through that learning story and that learning journey, right? And that's, that's what this session is all about. How can you do that?
0: That was a teaser. I'm like, oh, can I get on the plane and go? Yes, get on (laughs) the plane and go. I want you there. (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean, it's really interesting when you're saying these things, Um, you know, I try to keep my hands in pots in all different areas. And, you know, the crazy thing is I don't hear too many people talking about this. And I think that's why this excited me. That's why I was drawn to you as uh, just as a business, to be honest, when I was at my old job at a nonprofit, y'all, I connected with Shannon. And one of the things that excited me about Shannon and her work in micro and all this other fun stuff is she really understood how to speak to people where they are. Yes. But she also understood just how to package it all. And how that communication—I mean, you—you're like on point with this whole communication skills stuff, because I think a lot of um, change managers they do this stuff anyway—the mm-hmm. whole communications campaign and strategy—and right. I mean, but learning professionals—we're like, I don't yeah. know, we need to upskill.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. We we need to upskill seriously because here's where you think. Here's where you think about it is regardless of what you're trying to do if it's a you know an e-learning course or a one-day ilt or a four-hour workshop or even a drip sort of learning environment or micro learning environment the whole thing starts with change Mm. it all starts with change if you're not looking to change something then why are you doing it wow Okay, so that means then at the very beginning, you have to think about how are you managing this change, how are you going to communicate the change right. And this goes and this also, this is your opportunity to bring in the business because too often we bring in business too late, you know after the course is already completed. You know that's when we bring in stakeholders or managers or what have you, but when you're planning that change. And thinking about how am I going to communicate this change? That's where you need to reach out to the managers and say, how can we do this together? Because we all agree, this is the pain point. This is the problem we need to solve. So this is the change that needs to happen. How are we going to do this together?
0: All right, y'all. Well, you've heard it from Shannon. You've heard it from her. I mean, she's got all kinds of resources. And again, this is just a teaser. Like I could sit and talk to this woman for hours. There aren't Lots of people I can say that about, but I always glean when I sit next to Shannon Tipton. And so she is, this is, I'm going to say this one time. And I want y'all to hear it. She's a learning consultant for learning consultants. All right. She's a learning consultant for a learning consultant. So I highly recommend even the folk out there who might have a project, big old contract, hire her. You need somebody to kind of do that ping pong back and forth with, she's, she's the gal. Um, so with that, I always like to end the episode with just asking folks, what's one thing you'd like to make sure that you leave with the audience so that they understand? Um, just one thing. What's one thing that you want to leave with our audience today?
1: You have the power. You might think you don't have the power, but you have the power. You have the power to affect change with your organization and with people. So take advantage of that. And learn how to use that power. You know, you've heard me say it before, and use that power for good instead of evil. We can, we can do that and you can do that. And I hate when I get in front of learning people and they say, well, they can't or they won't or they won't let me. And I'm like, you know what? You have the power you need to reach in deep and use that power.
0: Thanks a lot, y'all. All right. Thanks, Shannon. See you next time. Thanks, Yolanda. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the LD Lounge. If you enjoyed what you listened to, please leave us a review and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes. Thanks, y'all, and be well.